This is the Podcast Inc. production. Booyah! This is the moment podcasting fans listening around the world have been waiting for. Coming to you not so live from a listening device of your choice. It's time! Podcasting out of this corner, a mixed martial talker, holding no professional record. He stands at six feet one and one half inches tall, weighing in at whatever he feels like, hailing out of Toronto, Ontario, Canada, presenting the sometimes angry, always funny, Self-proclaimed podcasting champion of the world, Steve Fingerstyles! So, welcome to another rendition of the podcast. I am here once again, always again, and brought to you by First Row Collectibles, if you're into nerd culture, if you're into sports memorabilia, if you're into wrestling memorabilia, please visit firstrow.ca. Use promo code THEPODCAST20 to receive 20% off. They got a ton of stuff from all the major sporting leagues, signed wrestling memorabilia, old school comic books, everything you could think of. They got it. Best thing is they ship worldwide. Even better, they update daily. So please visit them at firstrow.ca. And if you're into video games and books, please visit bossfightbooks.com for great books on classic video games. You'll find titles like Red Dead Redemption, Super Mario Bros. 3, NBA Jam, and so many others. Everything you see on their website is available in paperback and ebook format. So please check them out at bossfightbooks.com. And if you want to support me directly, you can visit my merchandise store at tpublic.com or scroll down on today's device you're listening to on. It's embedded right there in the description. Click on that link. It takes you right to the merchandise store. I got everything from hoodies to t-shirts, travel mugs, anything you need or want, it is there. But the best thing, the freest thing to do to support the show each and every week is... Rate, subscribe, review on all major platforms, most specifically Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, SoundCloud, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. So this week's guest is a Brazilian actor, writer, and producer who has performed at such places as the Ha Ha and the Comedy Store in L.A. Stand-up comedian, Cynthia Brazil. (laughs) No, thank you for being here, my friend. How's it going this fine afternoon slash evening, I guess? For me, because I bartend as well, it's kind of oh. like the beginning of the day. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so you're not a morning person then? Definitely not, man. Like, I do bottle service and bartending for a nightclub in Hollywood. Okay. <clears throat> I swear I'm not a stripper. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so sometimes I, I go to bed like... Anywhere from like four thirty in the morning to sometimes even six in the morning. So like, yeah, when you're getting up, I'm I'm going to bed. So, you know, I totally get it. I used to waiter when I was younger, too, in my early 20s and stuff. And I told it would be the same thing. I'd go to bed like four or five. The sun's coming up. But the thing yeah. is, I'm a morning person. So that killed me working that late. I love waking oh. up early. Oh, no. I know. I do not. 
No. I, I used to, but okay. now I'm like, hell no, man. <laughs> I need to recharge. You know, there's too many people interactions. <laughs> no, I don't blame you. I don't blame you. So right off the bat, last name Brazil. I assume you are Brazilian. Uh-huh. Yes. So on my mom's side is Brazil, right? Okay. So Brazil is my mom's last name. Oh. And Paulo Machado is my dad, which is the the Italian side. But like, oh. nobody ever believes that Brazil is my real name. It's like they think I, I, I'm crazy and I change my name. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Well, well, it's true. It'd be like me being called Steve Canada. Like, you know what I mean? Like, what are the odds? Or, or <laughs> like, it's, what are the odds of you being from the country that you're called? <laughs> I know, and that's so weird because, again, I don't know how the Brazilian culture was, but in Portugal, back in the day when it was like barely any people around, you were called like, for example, it would be Steve from Lisbon. Like, you know what I mean? My last name would have been Lisbon. It would be the city that you're from, not the country. So to be named after your country, I don't know, that's maybe some high honors. Did you ever look into your ancestry or anything? So I I did look into my ancestry and it's freaking crazy because like, on my mom's side, uh, Portuguese and, and uh, like Portugal and Spain right. was the last generation, right? Okay. And my dad's side was a little bit of French, but mostly Italian. But then when I did the um, uh, ancestry, yeah, it, it's like I think it's like three percent Italian, two percent Portuguese, sixty nine percent German, and, and then Scandinavian, Swedish, such. A, and I'm like, that's what crazy. The hell? That's why I have trust issues, man. <laughs> so your family bloodline's been all over the world. That's crazy. But that's awesome, too, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have you ever been over to, to Europe? I was supposed to go this year because okay. uh, me, my sisters, and my cousin, we wrote a health book. Oh, nice. Uh, but it's in Portuguese, right? Okay. For, like, mental health and all that stuff. So we were supposed to win an award at the Louvre in Paris, uh, but then my older sister, so we're five in my family, oh, right? Wow. We're okay. four sisters and a, and a brother. So one of my sisters already lives in Montreal and the other one is moving to Vancouver. Oh, wow. So it was just too hard for her to, to do this trip, uh, around this time. And my, my, my sister Bruna is getting her visa in Montreal. It was just the whole thing. So they do this, uh, ceremony, uh, every year. So I'm going to go to Europe. Uh, next year. Long story long. It's never short with me. <laughs> That's awesome. No, but see, it's in your blood. Like, look, you and your sisters, you're on different corners of the continent of North America. Like, so it's in your butt for you guys to travel around. You guys just don't settle. I think so. I think so. I, I don't think we're allowed to, to, to use the word gypsy anymore. But if ah. we were, I would be a gypsy, you know. See, but you can't. Well, I can use the word because I've ended up finding out that I, I brought this up a few episodes ago that my, my bloodline goes all the way back to like Romanian gypsy even though I'm Portuguese. Oh, so I can so still so use can the same word, Gypsy. gypsy? Sorry? Steve, can you call me Gypsy then? Well, I guess I could call you Gypsy. Like, <laughs> if it's in my blood, you're able to use the word, right? Exactly. Okay, okay. Isn't that how it works nowadays? <laughs> but who knows? Who knows? Uh, next person who listens to this is probably going to try and cancel us because we use the word Gypsy. <laughs> oh, please do. All, all the, the, you know... Uh, how do you call it? My my uh, English is not... You know when you move to another country, you think your English is going to improve, but what happens is mm-hmm. my Portuguese is shit and my English... <laughs> so you're stuck in the middle. 
Oh, I, yeah, I understand. Oh, that's so rough. You know how many stories I hear of that of people where it's like yeah. you come from somewhere because you came like typically a little bit younger and then you live in the country you are longer, but you still don't grasp the language perfectly. And then you go back home. People make fun of you. You're here. People make fun of you. It's yeah. like, what the hell? Where yeah. am I supposed to go? Well, then I guess that explains comedy, why you got into comedy, right? Plus, trauma, trauma, trauma. Well, isn't that the, the ingredients to make the perfect recipe? Absolutely. That's the, the habanero of the fajita, man. So then how did you get into comedy? When when did this come into your mind? When did you think you could do it for a living? Oh, my God. That's that's so crazy because, like, to think about it, I'm like, I've... Ever since I could speak, and I, I started talking when I was uh, uh, two years old. I haven't been able to stop ever since. But <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> I've always made fun of my siblings and my friends, and I would make impressions of them, oh, right? Nice. A little, a little parrot. But I've never, ever, ever thought that I was going to be a comedian. Mm. And it, I don't know why, because people would tell me all the time, you should be a comedian. But I would always associate as like a... a um, comedy actor right because i've always wanted to be an actress and then um acting here in america is like it's very hard because it's mostly who you know right and i was just feeling like i feel like i'm doing everything that i can for acting but like my my hands are still tied i'm not like booking the roles that i want you know so i was just doing like those funny tiktok videos and whatever and my mom my, my family has no mercy you have Portuguese family you already know how they how they talk to you sure. right nothing of this woke stuff yep. so my mom was like uh Cynthia, uh why are you doing this 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 stupid videos and i'm like what do you mean mom they're like they're funny and she's like i don't like that voice you should be reco- you should be recording your own thing and i'm like <laughs> yeah i'm like but and I would freak out. So I spent a, a whole year, Steve, just watching stand-up comedy uh, oh, wow. on my TV. Okay. And I kid you not, the fear of just imagining myself mm-hmm. over there uh, on stage, it was like the equivalent of being trapped in a cage with a, a white shark. Okay. I swear to God, I couldn't breathe. I was <laughs> like, fuck, fuck, fuck. I wanted, but I'm scared, you know? Sure. Yeah, so I literally pushed myself down the cliff, basically. Oh. I was so scared, okay. so, so scared. But but I, I was like, okay, I got, it's got to be done. Let's go. And that's how it happened. Oh, my God. That's awesome to hear. And it's so crazy, again, because the English is your second language, obviously. And to be a, a, a comedian speaking English, that's on a totally different level. Do, have you ever performed in Portuguese or tried to perform in Portuguese? I I really want to. The thing oh. is, like, I can't really do that uh, here in L.A. Ah, but that's I'm true. thinking that next time I go, I go visit in Brazil, I'm probably gonna. I'm probably gonna do that. I was. I was talking to a friend of mine that does like Brazilian parties. So if if there was a place that I could do uh, a Portuguese stand-up, mm-hmm. I would love to because first off, it's not censored as America. America is very, very censored right in brazil is zero fucks given in in brazil it's like if you cry i'm gonna give you a a glass of milk because you're a baby exactly and i'm gonna make you more fun of you because you're a little (laughs) you know a little bitch so so it's it's much more free and also like my portuguese like i've been learning how to be funny in portuguese 
1950s. Oh, okay. It's so different, right? Like, you don't just learn English. For example, I've performed in Montreal, uh, uh, three different uh, uh, venues in Montreal, and I've performed in five different venues in Australia. Okay. Right? So, it's all speaking English. Besides Montreal, Montreal is a little bit yeah. Home, but like, yeah, but they, I agree. But they do speak English too, and Australia speaks English, right. America speaks English. Yeah, but it's complete different sense of humor. So yeah. it's like you have to learn how to speak American, if that makes sense. It does. It's an American sense of humor, you know. So how long have you been doing comedy then? For like um, barely eleven months, but, but what? so far, then yeah, so far it's been amazing because. Um, one of the topics that I talked about on the health book that I wrote uh, with my sisters okay. is uh, mental health, mm. right? <clears throat> and like in Brazil, we don't we would we would never give Adderall for for a kid in Brazil. Yeah. They, they don't even are they're not even going to diagnose that you have a, uh, ADD or ADHD. Yeah. Your mother, like for example, on my family, my, right? I would say, Mom, I have a headache. And she would be like, you know and what your grandma used to tell me? Oh, you have a headache. That's good. You have a head. You know, my mom. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, yeah, no fucking logic, right? <laughs> I would get sick. And it would be like the first day she would kind of like look at me, you know, with those suspicious eyes. And yep. she's like, ah, you're sick. Okay, I'll give you one day. Then the next day I'm still like, Ugh, and she's like, get up. You know, you know who lays down, Cynthia? I'm like, uh, I don't know who, who does, but I'm, I'm sure you're going to tell me. And she's like, corpses, corpses, lay down. If you want to die, you lay down. Whoa. Get up. And, and she's like, and if, you, if you're healthy enough to make jokes, you're healthy enough to wash the dishes. Get the fuck up. And, you know, so well, like, it's, it's complete, like, different, you know, level I of... Know trauma <laughs> it's so true people don't understand like it'd be the same thing with me like thinking back anytime i would say that i was sick it would be like oh no you're not sick oh you're just faking oh you don't want to go to school oh you don't want to do this <laughs> but then when i really did so it would be like one extreme to the other but then when i really did get sick it would be like oh no so senora that's it by please they start they start making all the signs of the crosses they're so worried and they over exaggerate and it's like oh my god like there's no in between <laughs> I know, I know, man. And it's funny because when you're living with your family, because that's your whole world, yeah, you don't really realize how how much we are too much, you know. And then I moved to America. I was like, oh shit. <laughs> no, you go like from a rated X to like PG thirteen. <laughs> exactly. Right. I go from Barbie to Oppenheimer. Real. Oh God. <laughs> Oh, that's hilarious. Well, speaking of hilarious, what's been your most funniest or your most weirdest moment performing on stage in your short 11 months so far? You got to have something. Um, I think like the, there, there's a bit that I do okay. that, uh, let me try to remember exactly what you're saying, but, oh, okay. So I'm talking about, uh, how like, uh, I'm in my thirties, right. But I, um, and I see something about like, trying to look young so i'm like okay i'm gonna resort to uh to botox okay. but you know i'm not gonna leave the clinic until um 
R. Kelly, R. Kelly uh, has a, a scope. Oh, yeah, he has a sculpture of me in jail, so he can pee on me. Oh God! Um, <laughs> and then I mentioned Jeff Epstein resurrecting from the oh, dead. My God. And then this guy, I was at the comedy store in La Jolla, right. and then this guy, he like, you know, there's stuff coming out of his nose. He's like crying, and what? he's feeling very, very like shy. And then. <laughs> I go down on my knees and then I, I talk about like uh, until Leo proposes to me, right? Because, and I say not, not because he likes young chicks, but because I'm going to be uh, his floating device when the when the ship sinks again. Oh, shit. And he was just like, there was like tears. And I I don't know. I It's it's weird. It's kind of a, of a moment that you had to be there. Okay. But it made this person feel so uncomfortable. And it was so funny because I had the whole room just like, really excited i don't know it was like a powerful moment i went down right. i got up and it was just it was great but i've i've i've, I've had bad moments too you know <laughs> Some, sometimes you get like you get an amazing show and then the next time you're so pumped you're so confident and it doesn't go well <laughs> i hear that all the time you get brought down back to reality very quickly oh my god that shit humbles you man but it's a good thing, though, because you don't want to start off on a high, then all of a sudden, when you're supposed to be high, you crash. Like, you know what I mean? That's yeah. no fun. You you want to take yeah. the bumps at the beginning, as they say. <laughs> I didn't really want to do that, but I had no choice. I had to go through the bumps. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, but again, yeah. yeah I it's... had moments like this where people just look at you and you're like, oh, no. oh I'm not funny. <laughs> you know, so like all the comedians say the best thing to do when you go through those moments, if yeah. anyone's listening to this and you want to get into comedy, mm. <clears throat> I know it's so hard not to take it personal, you know, because you're, you're there, you're the writer, you're the director, you're the performer, performer. Mm -hmm. But the advice that was given to me was if you can leave that room, and immediately go to another one, even if it's an open mic, mm -hmm. just to get out of that that bad oh, vibe. Yeah, yeah. You, you should do that because Smart. otherwise, it's gonna follow you to the bathroom when you're peeing at two a.m. in the morning. It's gonna follow you in your nightmares. It's gonna follow you when you're driving, and you're like, <laughs> "Don't cry, you are." You know, <laughs> so, so it's best to just get that out of the way and then keep going because if you're gonna take it personal then you shouldn't be doing it because it's gonna it's gonna fuck up with your emotional see but that again is being uh, again there's no normal but i that's what i would think a normal person would think but then you have these comedians who think that their shit don't smell even when people tell them their shit smells so uh -huh. they keep going on and on performing and bombing and meanwhile in their head they think that they're killing each room Right? Wouldn't, wouldn't it make life easier? Oh my god, I think those people just lay down and they really enjoy their sleep and peace. You know, I'm an empath man, so I'm always like questioning shit. Like, my sure. brain does not shut off <laughs> ever, you know? No, I totally get it. I totally get it. Well, how about hecklers? Have you dealt with any hecklers? And do you have any tips for hecklers? How about that? <laughs> You're not going to believe this. Oh no. I've been heckled. I, I like. I don't think I've ever gotten someone rude when I was uh, on stage. Okay. But I but I got comedians huckling at what? me when I'm off stage. Oh, off stage. Okay. But that's yeah, still not so right. So I'm gonna tell you a couple of times. Okay. But the thing is, because <laughs> oh, no. of those two comedians, right? 
I I had I wrote two amazing sets, right? Awesome. So I believe that if someone is heckling to you, mm-hmm. this is even outside of comedy. There's something that's not sitting well with them, and yes. it has nothing to do with you because I they agree. just right yeah. so they're they're not really happy about themselves or their relationship or their life it doesn't really matter mm-hmm. right so the first time that happened was <clears throat> i performed in australia uh five different venues in australia and it was phenomenal man i was like it was out of this world i really like australians because they're really similar to brazilians because there's just like no right. fucks given and yep. they're just like happy people but long story short after uh i i came back from Australia the next day I had a show mm-hmm. at a venue here in Hollywood okay. and I performed and I told them about how it was to be in Australia for the first time mm. and I said that I was Brazilian right this chick oh, the no. next comedian she doesn't listen to any anything I say right so okay. like I'm always like the biggest cheerleader for comedians I'm always they're always making eye contact with me when nobody else is paying attention because I know how hard it is sure. to be over there. So I'm always clapping, I'm laughing, I'm yeah. giving this. That's awesome. So even then, oh, no. this girl looks at me like when I was laughing at her joke. Yeah. She's like, well, she points at me and she's like, why are you even laughing? You're not even Australian. What? I'm like, what? I'm like, well, yeah, I'm, I'm, I never said I was Australian. She's like, you're not, uh, she's like, where are you from then? I'm like, I'm from Brazil. And she's like, ha, 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 you're not fooling any, uh, anyone with that f- fucking Russian accent. You're uh, you're a Russian bitch. What? What the fuck? Are you kidding me? Yeah. And then the girl after her hackled at me. Okay. And she, was, she said something like, oh, did you, how much did you suffer during COVID? And yeah. I said, I'm sorry to disappoint you. I feel really bad for the people that died and the people that were sick. But I didn't really, it didn't really affect me personally. I feel terrible for other people, but it didn't. And she's like, you're a bitch, read the room. And I'm like, oh my God. So I wrote an amazing set about that afterwards that killed at the haha. So for me, that was my, my payback. And then another time when I performed at the dime, this guy sexualized me completely. He was what? like, oh, after seeing you perform, I want to go on Pornhub and blah, 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 blah. What the hell? Like, what the fuck is this shit, man? So because of him, I wrote a really, really cool set that killed as well. So like my advice, I know it sounds so woke, which I'm not that woke, I promise you guys, but <laughs> Fill them with kindness, you know? If that person is over there, like, yeah. what people don't understand is when they when someone tries to put you on the spot, they're putting themselves on the spot. They're showing their weakness. They're showing their insecurity. Yep. So don't fall for that. A trick when someone heckles you on stage would be like, <clears throat> someone says, oh, you're a bitch or you're a slut. I'll be like, ooh, that was rude. You know what else is rude? And then you go, you follow uh. with a joke. Right. You know, don't get into it because unless you're like a comedian that's been performing for 20, 30 years, chances are you're not going to really uh, be on top because it's just so in the moment and so disrespectful. So let them be. Let, let the person be trashy. You don't be trashy. Yeah. You know? Don't give them the spotlight, as they say. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I'm the exact same way. I always tell everyone, just kill people with kindness. You'll see how fast they'll either A, stop bothering you, or B, move on to the next person. <laughs> exactly, because they're, they're looking for the reaction. When you don't give it, 
let it go. You know? Exactly. It's so true. Well, speaking of traveling, Australia, Canada, all these places, Brazil, what's been your favorite place to travel to? Not not even to perform at, just to travel per se. Oh my God. Australia is yeah? so gorgeous. Okay. And like, for me, what I tell everyone when, t- when they ask about Brazil, I say it doesn't matter where you go, it's the feeling of people. And I had oh. a great feeling in Australia and like the places I get it. are so freaking beautiful and by the way if you're single woman guy women and men are just gorgeous mm-hmm. i don't know if there's something in the water over there man but they Could are be. just beautiful amazing people very fun places to go so i think my favorite place would be australia to to visit to live in america for sure but uh <laughs> to, to travel australia <laughs> What do you think is the best type of crowd to perform in front of so far that you've been around? Because, like you said, every city, every place is different. Like, L.A. is, like, one of those places where it's a perfect place because you have so many different people coming from so many different places. So you could sort of test the room a little bit. Like, you know what I mean? But when you travel outside of L.A., what do you think is one of the best crowds that you've performed in front of? I think Australians because Again? Wow. Okay. They're my style. They're they're my style. Like, you know, they're... They curse a lot. Oh, in English. Aussies in English. Like, their sense of humor is very dark. It's very yes. similar to Brazilian sense of humor. Very, very dark. But uh, in America, uh, let me think. Uh, San Diego is really cool. San Diego okay. people were, were really cool. Um, what else? Uh, I think L.A., the venues are amazing. It's just the open mics that they're, they grow a thicker skin in you, you know, which I think it's good because if you can deal with open mics in LA, because I, I'm very new, right? I'm, I'm, I'm a baby in comedy, right? right. In, uh, 11 months. But um, there's a lot of comedians that have been doing this for years and years and years. Mm-hmm. So they're very greedy with the laughter, you know? Sometimes you're just going to be there and you know your material is good, but they're just like looking looking at you like up and down like i'm not gonna give you shit so if you can excel in those rooms i, I mean you can make anyone laugh at, at any venue in, in la you know <laughs> no it's true and i think that's the hardest thing when starting off comedy obviously performing and all that stuff that everyone knows about but people don't think of is when someone doesn't know you or doesn't know your material really they don't give you a, a like a, a double look like until they hear something or say, oh what did she say again? Oh, now I'm going to start paying it. Oh, she's funny. And then it's like, then they start going on your social media. Then they start following. And then that's how you gain your audiences, right? Yeah. 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 Especially because um, it's getting better. We have a little bit more women, but it's mostly men, you know? So like they look at you like, oh, so you want to have tits and be funny? <laughs> no, you only get to have one. <laughs> You know what I think it is, though, because I've heard it a lot, too, believe it or not, and it, it's fucking disgusting where some men are like, oh, I don't I don't watch women comedians. And yeah. I think it's because, again, it goes back to that there's something wrong with them, and they can't yeah. handle a woman being funnier than them. That's my opinion. Oh. Yeah, I heard, right? I heard the eagle men. Yeah. That, it, it's yeah. it's got to be that, because it's like, who cares if it's a woman, if it's a, a, a man, if it's an alien? What does it matter? Funny is funny, in my opinion. Exactly, exactly. But but it's just like I feel like it's like how you were brought up to be as well. You know, if That's you're true. if your parents are like really really close minded, chances are that you 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 could be too. You know, I but I'm here to break uh, uh, stereotypes, man. I was forced forced to be Jehovah Witness until I was eighteen. What? <laughs> now look at me out. <laughs> 
Oh, there you go. See? Well, and that's what I mean. There, that, everyone uses that excuse, and I understand it is hard. Like, I get it. It's hard to break the cycle sometimes when you're stuck in it for so long, and it's in your DNA. But to be better than that, you have to break the cycle, and that's what makes you better. So you're using that as a crutch, in my opinion, which is still just as bad as continuing the cycle. So like, exactly. if, if you know what's wrong with you, and, and especially if you know what's wrong with you, I hate the people yeah. who are like, oh, but my parents were like that, so how can I be any different? Well, then you are already different because you know what the problem is. Your parents exactly. didn't know what the problem was. That's just the way they Absolutely. thought. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So why not break it? Stop being lazy. Yes. Absolutely, but that's that's the thing. It's so much easier to blame the world yeah. and your trauma or the current situation that you are. You know, it is hard to break the cycle. But of course, it like is. for example, I I never thought I was going to be a comedian. I was really really scared to right. death. But the thing is that the reward that you get when you beat your fear, when you do things that you never thought you could, it's unimaginable. Man. You like there's no no alcohol, no nothing gives you that high of accomplishment that you said, man, I didn't think I could. And now I can, you feel so empowered and it just opens a lot more doors to you. You're like, okay, if I never thought I could do, for example, comedy and I can, maybe I could do, uh, I don't know, producing or, or this and that. So it just opens uh, other uh, revenues because you're just fortifying your faith in yourself. No, that makes sense. So what was it about comedy that made you so nervous? Was it being in front of people? Was it bombing? Like what what part of it made you so nervous? Oh my god. It's I I can't really pinpoint because the thing is, like <clears throat> in Brazil, when I was living in Brazil, um I was um uh, like a little kid that people like casting directors would try to cast me all the time. Oh. I, I got cast through major TV shows. Oh, shit. And my mom, last minute, right. said no, oh. because what are people going to think of me? Right? And I was like, mom, it, this is not you. This this, this is me. Right. You know? So I I got through so many um, no's from my mom. And it, these were, like, huge opportunities. I started, like, with dancing as well when I was a kid. Then I, then I was trying to get into acting, but my mom would constantly say no. So... I, I just like, I was like, okay, I, I can't do this anymore. This is too hard. I was mm-hmm. crying so much. So I'm like, I'm going to forget about this. So I graduated in computer science in Brazil. I had a stable job. And then after working for a whole year in computer science, I was just like, I fucking hate this. Oh, <laughs> you know? I really, really fucking hate this. <laughs> I was good at it. I right. was making really good money. My, my, my life was good, you know, financially yeah. stable, all that stuff. But uh, one day I saw an ad for the Idol. So like it's like American Idol, but in Brazil. Gotcha. Right? So I go and I pass up to the fifth phase. Oh, That's wow. when they're recording the uh, on TV. Right. And the thing is, uh, right before I got cut, when I went to the restroom, I'm always like very extroverted. I make friends with people very fast, okay. right? Yeah. So I meet this girl and we start talking and she's like, well, I do musical theater. And I was like, what? Musical theater? She's like, yeah. And she gave me the name of the school. And I felt so dumb because, like, I come from a musical family where all of us, like, sing because my, my dad used to play the guitar for us and all okay. that stuff. So I've always loved singing. I've always loved dancing. And I wanted to be an actress. So I felt so dumb because I was like, why did I never think about musical theater? Oh, my goodness. So, 
I did musical theater in Brazil, and that drove me to say, fuck everyone. <laughs> I'm going to do what I want with my life. Right. My dad had passed away a year before, and my dad was a civil engineer and an architect, but his okay. whole life, he wanted to be a rock star. Oh. My dad was was a rock star up until he got married. He, he used to win musical festivals all over right. uh, Brazil. He was super talented. But, he, you know, he had to give up his dreams to sure. be a father. Of course. And I felt like I was trapped in the same situation. And my dad passed away because he was a workaholic. It was mm. his second heart attack. So right. it was kind of like an epiphany that I had. And I okay. was like, no, I'm not going to do the same thing that my dad did. I am going to go back to my dream, and I decided to apply for um, uh, a student visa to, to do theater full-time in, in uh, L.A. So then, what was the fear then from performing? That, oh, okay. You see, I'm at ADD. I, I forget about stuff that you asked me. But the thing <laughs> is, that what I wanted to say is, I, I had a band in Brazil. I performed uh, theater. Right. I, I was on camera on several movies. I didn't have the fear of being on stage, but with comedy, it's like, if you're rejected, they're rejecting the whole of you because oh, you're writing, you're performing. And so gotcha. I was just like, am I going to have something to say or is it going to be good? I don't know. I, I can't really pinpoint. I just felt this fear taking over my body. Right. But I feel like, the more I did it, the more I was like, but did you die? You know? <laughs> so, of course. and then I, I, I started getting, you know, getting a good feedback. So I, I think my answer was, I didn't really know what it was, but the fear was just taking over my body, you know? Mm, yeah. And that could be crippling. And as you said, if you didn't fall, push yourself off that cliff, then who knows where you'd be today, right? Yeah, that's true. No, you got to take those chances, most definitely, most definitely. Well, okay, well, back to acting then, quickly, because you said it, you acted a bit in Brazil, and then you came out to the States, act there. What was the whole obsession? You said a bit about your dad, but was there, like, a movie or an actor in specific that made you want to become one? So, my dad had every single movie in his place, right? Oh, okay. We were obsessed about movies. Like, in my family, we're all obsessed about movies. My, my, uh brother and my sister we would like make fun of like actors just like doing impressions and it okay. just go back to like those really funny bits you know like in ace ventura and just laugh over One of my favorite movies of course so I, there was not one specific actress for me okay ever since i can remember i saw people on tv and i was like I want to do that. Ah. And and it's funny because even like my 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 mom's friends uh, that used to take care of me when my mom had to go to church or something like that, sure. they tell me today, they're like, Cynthia, you were like four or five years old and you would say, I'm going to be an actress in oh. Hollywood. I'm like, shit, I don't remember that. I need that confidence back. <laughs> so it, it's it's always been like that. I've always knew that, that I wanted to be a, a, an actress why i don't know it's just a, a feeling no and i totally get it because i sort of had that same feeling when i was younger too i wanted to do something like in entertainment per se i know podcasting really isn't entertainment but i get to talk to entertainers so that's sort of yeah. a little foot in right but it was the I same know. thing as i could remember it was always like oh maybe i could be an actor maybe i could be a musician maybe i could get into sports so i tried like literally every avenue as a child but the one thing that always made me fearful of acting and even taking drama in high school or anything 
was memorizing lines. That is just something, even if it's just one sentence, it's just something about my brain where I can't take something on a piece of paper and put it in my brain and remember it. Like, you know what I mean? I have to do it over and over and sort of someone show me. Like, that's the way I learn at least. Like, you know what I mean? But what was your hardest thing to grasp when you first started acting? Acting, so with acting, uh, when I, so I joined the Theater of Arts uh, over here in LA. <clears throat> and it was really good because you have to go like to school like the whole day, literally like early in the morning until like oh, sure. uh, 6 p.m., 7 p.m. Okay. But it was great because I learned Shakespeare's script breakdown and oh, everything. Wow. Uh, the, for me, um, my teachers would always be like, you don't have to try that hard. You already got it. Oh. Because I was being a nerd. Like, I, sure. it's just like, the thing with me, I've got so many no's from my mom. You know, as she was always trying to make me be religious and this and that. Mm -hmm. That when I had the chance, I even have goosebumps remembering. I was all in, man. I was studying my ass off and I was letting go because I was just like, I was so thankful. And and to remind you, this was not too long ago after my dad passed away, you Mm -hmm. know. So it was just like, I was just completely vulnerable and saying, I have my arms wide open and I'm here to do this, you know? So to me, I think the, the one thing though, that I was kind of like, was when I had my, my first on camera class Okay. and my teacher was a, a, a little bit of an asshole oh, no. and he was like, he did it on purpose. Okay. He took us to the theater and he focused the camera on us like a very, very close up, oh. but not just your face close up. He would go on the nose. What's that? The <laughs> like, yeah. Cause he was like, I want you to look at this and feel comfortable. And I'm like, yeah, I'm trying to throw you off. Yeah. (laughs) My God. That was like, for me, the first time, just like seeing, like listening to how my voice sound on camera and seeing my face. So like expended. Of course. (laughs) (laughs) So that, that was hard. And also I used to blink a lot. Right oh. when I, I would talk, okay. I would look up and blink a lot. So for me, it was uh, mostly like just uh, relaxing my face, sure. right, and be very aware of my facial movement because you know camera just you know there's a uh, uh, Michael Caine talks about this right okay. like when you really focus here on your face like camera sees everything you can't lie to the camera so it was mm-hmm. mostly the awareness of my face relaxing my eyes for for the performance now what's been your one of your favorite moments so far with acting acting okay so uh there are two moments the first one was when i i did a a star trek fan film oh by the way the second one is we're 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 cooking it up okay so maybe maybe we'll uh, have good news for you but when we went to the um, uh the studios in georgia for the soundtrack studios Man, you feel like you're a little kid and oh. you have all these freaking toys, you know, like the props are your toys and right. you're dressed up in the, the uniform, you're in the spaceship. Right. It was fantastic. The second one, it wasn't a big production. Okay. I was on a sketch with, uh, but but all the cast was comedians. Oh. And, oh my God, I felt like I was in my house. Like I said, we're, we're five in my house mm-hmm. and we bully each other like crazy 
can you know, imagine. But yep. we love it. Yeah. We popped up in the head. We love it. So when I was on set with the comedians, because when I'm usually on set, I have to tone it down because I'm that person that goes, blah, 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 blah. Sure. And then I'm like, oh, shit, this is not appropriate in America. <laughs> you know? Right. So, so I was on set. This was like a, a month ago or three weeks ago. Okay. And I felt home because we were bashing each other. <laughs> and... They were so good and so funny that uh, that just drove me to to just excel. Oh, by the way, I don't know his name. Did you watch Stranger Things? Yes, of course. The guy that played uh, uh, Russian? Oh, yes. Yes, that actor. Yes. I had a scene with him. Oh, nice. That is one of my, yeah. Yeah, I was just like. Ooh, you know, because he, I, I've always thought he was incredible. So being on set with him right. made me be like, bitch, you got to get this, your ah, shit together. You know? Yeah, so of course. That drove me to be on my, you know. On the top of your game, as they say. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool to hear. That's so cool to hear. Okay, now, would you ever want to be behind the camera, directing or anything like that eventually? So I um I recorded a song with Jerry Ropero. Okay. Um, and the music video was coming up. I had to produce my own music video. Oh wow! And I, I don't really like producing because no, you have to deal with people and people oh. are unreliable. <laughs> You know what? That's my problem. Why do you think I do this solo? I do everything. Like I book the guests, I, I edit because I'm a control I freak. I, I get I it. I am a control freak too, and it's just like here's the thing: <laughs> I have many flaws, many, 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 many flaws. But right. like, I am a reliable person, and like when you're just like, especially here in LA, like mm. uh, they they say they will, and even when they're getting paid, they don't show up and they don't <sighs> text back. It's that so sucks. hard. But the thing is, it's coming to me. Producing is coming to me. The more, it's, life is so funny. When I say funny, it's not really funny. Because the moment you say, I don't want it, it falls on your fucking lap. I don't want a million dollars. Okay, so kidding. But, uh, See, but they know you're yeah. kidding. That's why. I know. Yeah. Producing has been like, so I had to produce yeah. my, my music video. Um, and then now I got the chance to produce the, the comedy show. But like to produce a, a film uh i think maybe when i'm like on my 50s 60s 70s definitely sure but for now oh man it's just so much work <laughs> no it is of course but again you're not at least on camera you're behind the scenes so you have more like of the freedom and again being a control freak you could tell people what to do versus someone telling you what to do right Oh, that part I love. Okay, you sold me on that part. You know I'm Latina. You know I'd be loving to tell people what to do, man. <laughs> See, so it works perfectly because you mentioned it quickly in passing, but if you want to talk about it a little bit more, you're producing a comedy show coming up. Like, yeah. again, 11 months into this and you're already producing a comedy show. Like, that just blows my mind. Like, when did you get this idea and when did all this come to be? So I I um, competed once for a fitness competition. Oh, um, Okay. Uh, so it was bikini division, and uh, I've always been in love with fitness and okay. health, right? And sure. I've I've helped a lot of people just either quit alcohol or drugs or get them in shape or get them to be healthier. This is something that I, I just love doing. I think it comes from my my mom preaching to be religious, and I preach uh, like health habits, sure. right? Yeah. So. Uh, I've always 
always been in this fitness world, right? I've, I've worked with uh, a, a couple of uh, fitness brands on Mr. Olympia Expo oh. in Vegas, okay. LA Fit Expo. So I was always there, right? And the thing is, this is part of my life, like like comedy has been part of my life. And I, I thought about it. I'm like, there's this misconception that for you to be funny, you have to be unhealthy. You have to be like, I don't give a fuck. I do cocaine. I fucking drink, blah, blah, blah. Yep. And it's just like, the thing is that people need to understand this whole uh, vision in music videos and whatever. This is to sell. Nobody can sustain a lifestyle like that and be successful, you know? So, like, this is something that I wanted to break in comedy. I I am, like, a little shit that I want I, I, I want to challenge myself to mm -hmm. change things. Because okay. a lot of people tell me what I can or can't do in comedy. And I'm like, you will all see, you know? So, I'm like, I, I want to get these two worlds together. So, there's a joke that I, I usually say on one of my sets i'm like you know i work out a lot because that's all i've got going for me like um my personality is shit <laughs> and i was on this a comedy show and i didn't use that joke but okay. another friend of mine comic used it oh. and i was like oh. oh and then light bulb because i've always wanted to do something with fitness and comedy right, right. so i started like looking at my list of contacts of the people that are crazy about health and fitness and they're also really funny comedians mm -hmm. and i'm like i want to put on a show and because i have like the contacts from the people that i've worked with um uh at the the fit expo and stuff i want to bring them on and i suggested them the idea this is first time here for you guys very exclusive oh, there you go. uh that why not have a comedy booth at a fit expo and oh. joke about how it is to be fit in the world because like People will just bash people that are into fitness all the time, right? You're so shallow. You're so fucking stupid. You're insecure. You have body dysmorphia, blah, blah, blah. But you can never talk back, you know? I know. So I feel like I, I, want, I want not really to bash everyone else, but kind of <laughs> like no, a little bit, you know? It's like <laughs> free for all type of thing. So I talked to them about this booth idea, and they're, they're really interested. So I'm, oh. I'm building a brand i'm doing like some some funny reels on on instagram i don't know if you've seen it related to fitness and mm -hmm. stuff i'm looking into uh, uh building my own podcast that includes fitness and comedy oh, as well awesome. so i want to invite comedians and fitness people and and talk about it because big comedians like bill burr talks about this uh, uh too he's like you have to be healthy to be successful you have to be healthy so it's not just Arnold Schwarzenegger that's like <laughs> like really funny and yeah. like you don't have to be a bodybuilder and you don't have to be a bum either you can have Both. balance so this yeah. is something that that's why I'm bringing this brand because I want people to take this image out of your head that uh, 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 people that are into fitness are cocky they're not mm. they're the sweetest people in the world and I'll tell you what when you drink right Con uh, consecutively you you don't have endorphins in your body you're miserable when you're mm. taking care of your health every single day you have you have enough love for yourself and enough love to give so when you go to these fitness expos 
people are so nice and they try to help you too. So I want people to understand that they can have both. You can be successful and you can be healthy. You don't have to choose. Actually, one uh, 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 helps each other out. Like the healthier you are, the more energy you have to work on your dreams and to be creative and to invest on yourself. I give, there's one caveat though on what you're saying that I, I got to interject though because the one thing about, okay, yeah, I agree. People who are fit, people who are healthy, yes. But I'm going to take it one step further. The people who are on steroids and are bodybuilders, those are the people who were bullied as children and now because they're bigger, they think they could bully other people. So they're the assholes. So I think there's just there's this misconception between bodybuilding and being fit because they're, I yes. think they're two totally different things. Like, you know what I mean? Like <clears throat> someone doesn't have to be all muscular and weigh 240 pounds and have like yeah. 3% body fat to be considered yeah. fit. You could be lean. You could be athletic. You could yeah. like have good cardio. That's being fit in my yeah. opinion. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Whatever you can do, because I, I do understand that there, there are families, right? Especially us Latin, right? We have so many children <laughs> and the bills are high. So like, that's what I said in, in the book that I that I wrote. It's like I'm not telling you to to you know let go of your life and try to be a fitness model. No, if you can just drink more water, if you can just sleep a little bit more this week, you know it, it's everything that you can do in your life. Being extremely in an amazing shape is a luxury that not many people get to have, and I totally understand. But what I'm saying is. Instead of wasting our time hating on other people that are taking yes. care of themselves, that's true. Motivate yourself to to get to that level, but not their level. Their level is their level. Their life is their life. But don't use the excuses of like, "Oh, you have all the time in the world to work out." No, baby, don't try to be be yourself. Make better choices for yourself on your own time. And I understand people have, you know, like yeah. not many people can buy the like really healthy foods, but whatever you can to help yourself, you know? Yeah. And you got to be happy with yourself. It's true. You set your own goals. You do what you want to do. Don't think yeah. that you need to look like a model that's featured on the cover of a magazine. If exactly. you know you're not that body type and you're never going to get there because you're just going to be yeah. miserable. Like, And then you fall down in even more of a rabbit hole and go the other way because you're like, oh, I'm never going to yeah. get there. So might as well just keep eating, 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 eating type of thing. You know what I mean? Or drinking or whatever your so-called yeah. thing is. But people don't yeah. understand. Now, I could contest this now that I'm in my mid-40s. Dieting is so important. Like even yeah. if you don't want to exercise – Portion yes. control, eat healthy, yeah. like, you know what I mean? And then you could just yeah. go for like a nice 10, 15 minute walk every day and you won't even have to exercise. You know what I mean? Exactly. But that's exactly it. It's, I feel like it's balanced in your whole life. Like I fell in that trap too, like 10 years here in America, just like, especially in the States, Oof. you know? So, yeah. It's so much pressure because like, you know, there's so many people that you're like, quote, competing with i don't really believe that i'm competing with anyone else i believe that i can believe in myself the only person that can be on my way is myself no yeah. one else has my life my experience that's good thinking. nothing yeah you know that's why i don't hate on anyone i want to work on myself but the thing is guys the more you treat yourself with love and respect and the love and respect comes with uh, uh, uh good nutrition too because you can think properly you know, your brain doesn't really work if you yes. just eat bad food, you know? People don't and get that. Not, yeah, because when you have high uh, 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 
high sugar levels, you crash. Yes. Right? So your emotions are up and down. Up exactly. And down, up and down. You know? So take control of yourself. Take control of your life. And at your own pace. You don't have to yes. go from zero to 100. That's not doable. You know? Baby steps. Start with breathing. If you can just breathe a little bit more, just start breathing a little bit more. That's that's enough. Anywhere you can start, you know? Yeah, and actually, I just learned that this week alone where if you breathe, if you breathe 80% throughout the day through your nose your brain gets more oxygen your heart gets more oxygen you heal quicker you feel better so like you said just breathing alone start with that and then go and then move on to something else like you know what i mean like there's so many little things that people could do other than like lift weights or work out for five hours a day like but again i don't do that and i i don't even do that i do like fucking 30 40 40 minutes a day it's more than freaking enough that's another thing people go I don't know if you guys know, but there are people on Instagram that trash the fitness community because they will put like fake weights, right? Oh, these little tiny girls girls with with fake with fake uh, asses, and I'm not talking shit about them. You want to get fake ass? Merry Christmas and a happy new year. But what I'm saying is, if you have that through surgery, and then you have fake weights, and then other people that are not really educated to train themselves they go and they hurt their back they hurt their their joints don't go through that like like you said steve start with a walk yeah. you know start with a walk in the beginning of your day or whenever you can but learn learn the proper way take everything takes time everything that's worth in your life takes time and be patient with yourself well quickly then before i let you go and you could promote some stuff here I, I got to know. Okay, so I read online that, speaking of food, that the national dish of Brazil is feijoada. Is this true? Oh, oh my. Oh, yeah, I'm so in love with feijoada. Oh, it is? Yeah, I had no idea. Oh, it's so good. Oh, so I know. Good. I love it, too. Trust me. Oh, you've had it, too, right? Well, well Portuguese make it as well, but we have, a diff- we have feijoada, too, but we have something else called dubrada. I don't know if you've ever heard of this. Oh, okay, because it, it, there's more like pig fat and intestines and stuff in there. Just add a, uh-huh. a little bit more of a flavor than the feijoada. But I had no idea you guys ate feijoada as well. That's funny. Do you, do you want to know the story about feijoada? Sure, please. So, unfortunately, the Portuguese forced African Americans to go to Brazil right. to force them to be slaves, right? Yes. And what would happen was... Uh, the the African Americans would be working for for the Portuguese, mm-hmm. and uh, they would hunt for the Portuguese, right? So, for example, pig. They w- they would use all the good parts of the pig right. for the, the the owner of the house, right? The ah, Portuguese or the yeah. guy or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And whatever was left, they use it for themselves. So right. they would cook the black beans, yeah. and whatever was left. Feet, Feet, ear, nose, blah, blah, and yep. they would put it in the beans, yep. right? Because that's that's all they could. It's, it would either get thrown in the garbage, but they would save because that, that's the only thing that they would could eat. Exactly. And uh, and that's how it became feijoada. Oh wow! Nowadays, like the way the way I like to eat feijoada, it's it's not with everything because like yeah, I'm when I see like part of the pig, I'm like oh, you know, because I, I like to lie to myself, you know, even though I'm eating the pig and I want to know, you know what I'm saying? So I get it. I like. Bacon, sausage, and uh, dried meat. Oh my god, you guys! Try feijoada for sure. You are gonna with yuca flour, feijoada, oh. yuca flour, and rice. 
mix it all up, you Race know. Two, it, yeah. it, these are life, man. Happy days. Yeah, see, that sounds almost <laughs> exactly the same as the Portuguese style. Like, same thing. We put beans. Some people put, like, potato in it, too. And then Really? We, potato? Well, like, they boil potato and put, like, little pieces of potato just to make it, like, a bit thicker. Like, you know what I mean? And then we have, obviously, we put shorties in it. And then we put, like, the various pig parts, too, right? So, and then it, it all depends. And then you make it your own. Like, the way my wife makes it is, like, an infusion of, like, South American and Portuguese way all together. So, it's not, like, your typical feijoada, but it's still a type of feijoada, right? So. Oh, my God. But it's but it's so freaking good. That's, it like, is. one of and it's so hearty on like especially here in canada on a nice cold day when it's like minus 20 outside oh so good with some bread oh, and you dude, dip it in you the just sauce want that and chill you want to scratch your butt eat feijoada and watch tv forever that that's it <laughs> oh that's awesome well cynthia thank you very much for coming aboard today really appreciate it promote your socials upcoming events whatever you have oh that's awesome okay you guys so i'm performing at the comedy store on august 31st comedy store on sunset boulevard on august 31st and i am producing my own show called one last set um it's going to be comedy boulevard last set comedy boulevard uh september 9th (laughs) and my instagram is cynthia brazil c-i-n-t-h-y-a because my mom couldn't spell c-n-c-i-n-t-h-y-a brazil uh and uh yeah instagram is like the most that i um uh post comedy and stuff and it was a pleasure talking to you see muito obrigada (laughs) no no thank you i should be thanking you don't be thanking me and for myself (laughs) you could find me on instagram and twitter under finga styles and you can follow the pot well it's not twitter it's x now you can follow the podcast on x at the podcast dap you can mail me your thoughts suggestions comments as well at the podcast dap at gmail.com and please rewind to the top of the show support those fine sponsors because if it helps them out most definitely helps me out and if this is the first time you listen to the podcast and you like what you heard please go back and listen to previous episodes featuring other stand-up comedians such as bruna portugal camilla cleese and jade catapreta just to name a few all right one last question before i let you go i gotta know this as a portuguese descendant full-blooded supposedly now (laughs) What you, you could tell me the truth here. No one's listening now. This is the end of the show. People already have gotten lost by now. <laughs> what do Brazilians really think of the Portuguese? Please tell me. Oh my god. Okay, you cannot, I, and you can keep it over here because I'm gonna be super freaking honest. Okay, please. And you can hate them for, uh, uh, with me because I'll tell you why. Here's the thing: Brazilians took all the blonde jokes in Brazil and changed it to Portuguese. Oh, shit. Shut up. Yeah. No, (laughs) I am not kidding. We all, like, we we make you guys as you guys are dumb. But but it's, like, look, look. And I I am not like that. Sure. Because it's the blonde jokes and it's the Portuguese jokes. So, like, we both hate them together. But the thing is, the thing is, uh, America was colonized by, by... the English. Right. We were exploited by you guys. Yes. You guys are supposed to go I to know. India, not Brazil. I but know. then they stopped in Brazil and they're like, oh, big fat booties, I stay here. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I changed that part. <laughs> they, they thought that we had more spices because sure. we were going to India because of the spices. Yes. They, they thought that we had wood that only Brazil had and a lot more gold. Right. So that's why the, the Portuguese stayed over there, fought with Spain for so many years because Brazil is like the biggest country in South America, yeah, right? Yeah, of course, yeah. So, so yeah, so... 
you can hate them with me because it's blonde jokes and it's Portuguese jokes. So they make both of us sound dumb. That, that's what they do. I know. I love Portuguese people. <laughs> that's awesome. On that note, she's Cynthia. I'm Steve. This is the podcast. Peace.